Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless, the only show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend while I lose every friend I have. I'm your host, James Avramenko, and this week I have returning to the show poet, musician, and indie wrestling backstage interviewer, Brian Allen Ellis. This episode actually got massively delayed because of some technical issues I had on my end. We recorded this way back at the end of January, uh, so some of the references in the interview are going to be a little dated, unfortunately. But afterwards, I messed up my files, and I thought I had actually completely lost the recording. But through the power of the cloud and by me just sitting down and actually looking at my recordings, I found it again and so present it here to you for your listening pleasure. Brian is an amazing guy, an incredible artist. I adore his writing and it was just such a pleasure to get him back on the show to chat all things about creative routines, networking with artists, the innate hostility of social media today, and of course pro wrestling but that's enough for me so for now lean back get comfy set your volume at a reasonable level and enjoy my interview with the one and only brian allen ellis here on friendless Well, welcome back to the show. The one, the only, the founder and now the killer of House of Vlad, <laughs> as well as the recently completed uh, Hobbies You Enjoy, a daily year-long novel that was published on Instagram. The very, the the incomparable Brian Allen Ellis. How the fuck are you, my guy? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thanks, James. That was a very nice introduction. You're <laughs> such a sweetie pie. <laughs> i'm trying man i'm trying you know you know i was telling i you wrote just... that introduction for for you <laughs> did i did i that was a cold read was that okay was that yeah, did I yeah, yeah. too much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know i was telling you just before um just before recording about um the you know how much you inspired me uh to to get my writing out into the world and you know i'd been doing you know, Instagram work. And then I bought one of your books. I bought Road Warrior Hawk. And that was the book that mm. really, you know, I remember holding that and being just like page after page being like, holy fuck, you know, like, holy fuck that there are people in the world who are writing what I'm into and also like putting it out in the world. It's not just hidden in a journal, you know? And, um, cause I was so like, I, I, I ashamed, I think is maybe a word for it of some of the, thoughts and some of the content some of the structure and mm -hmm. and so to read your book really like just broke down a lot of barriers that i was facing um and i think where i want to sort of start and i know we've got a a, a whole web of stuff we can we can get to uh, around mm -hmm. that but i think where i want to start is this idea of um with your writing do you do you start with just sort of like an impulse and just kind of like throw it out and see what happens? Or do you find yourself really structured, whether with routines or whether with some kind of like mapping of your writing or, or how does it work for you with that um, initial impulse? Well, the poems from uh, the book you mentioned, the Road Warrior Hawk book and Bad Poet, those are very impulsive because those basically came out of me just being uh, probably drunk or feeling a certain way and just tweeting them and like just like impulsively uh just throwing them out there so they're, they're a little more loose uh when i used to write short stories those would be more like a structure kind of thing mm -hmm. where i would just uh i have to build upon each thing and you know flesh it out um but it all comes from an impulse i think that's for, for me at least i need to have like a spark that like puts me in that mindset and lets me go in that direction and yeah, the structure is just to clean it up and, you know, make it so it doesn't bore anyone <laughs> yeah, like for sure. not too much. <laughs> do, do you find yourself like, do you find yourself relying on sort of like a sort of a traditional, like, you know, what taking the short stories, for example, you know, um, I remember one, actually, I remember reading one of yours. I can't remember what it was called, but it was about going to see an amateur wrestling show mm -hmm. i think with your mom and stepdad or something like that yeah that was actually based off of a friend of mine gotcha who, okay uh, his mom started dating uh like an indie pro wrestler right who was like closer to his age than her age okay. and he was like really mad about it it's funny and, and so i wrote the story based on that it wasn't from a personal experience uh though i've always had like you know father issues and stuff and things sure, like that. Yeah. 
but yeah, when I when I wrote it, he uh, I, I showed it to him and he uh, he read it and he was like, "Man, I would have totally beat his ass. Why'd you make my Why'd you make the guy get beat up by the wrestler? You know what I mean? Like he was so like." <laughs> It's like, man, if it's gonna be about me, you gotta make me seem cool, you know. I gotta be cooler, buddy. Yeah, I love that. So he was, he was, he was, he was annoyed that I had his uh, character uh, get uh, handled by the the boyfriend. <laughs> I love that. But that's kind of so. That's I, I think that's what sort of is steering me into the, into my thought about it is like when you're writing something like that, do you find yourself relying on? Um, like a sort of a traditional like you know you've got your beginning you meet the character there's an emotion then you know there's a surprise at the end which is very right. much how that ends up with like the twist of being like yeah you would think this guy would beat up the wrestler but he gets beat up especially it being a wrestler who yeah, you yeah, think yeah, in yeah. pop culture is somebody who doesn't actually yeah, i feel it was more i think i do it more realistic i think he would have gotten beat up if he tried <laughs> oh big time yeah. <laughs> my friend that is um i don't know what depends on the story i that story is so old i wrote that story in 2007 or 8 oh gotcha okay it's a, yeah it was in my first story collection and it was published a few years before that mm. uh i forget who published it like flagler review i think published it okay and then it ended up in like a wrestling anthology of literature and art called Amazing. uh working stiff that this guy josh olsen published on his press gimmick press Okay. So it ended up in this this like little anthology. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I come up with like, sometimes I just come up with the ending and then I work my way backwards. Sure. Or you can come up with like a, a good opening line or paragraph and you could take it through there. I very rarely work that way. At least I, right. back in the day when I was writing more short stories. Uh, but I don't know. Those seem to be the best short stories sometimes because they're like, I don't know. Like it's probably one of the longer short stories I wrote. So yeah. I had to like, yeah, it was just, and it was very dialogue heavy. So like, that was also a thing you have to kind of work on and chip at. Um, and I, you know, just putting myself in that position. So a lot of, though a lot of it's based on the, st like, for example, like my friend did have uh, a, like a father who wasn't really there and he did paint, he was a painter. So I added that, I incorporated that into the story. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and also you, you still have to put your own kind of spin on it. Totally. So like. I had to put a lot of my own issues into the story. Sure. Um, and also I like pro wrestling, so I thought it'd be fun to write a short story about pro wrestling. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it depends on the story. Sometimes, sometimes uh, there's a few stories where I just sat down and just wrote it all the way through, and then left it, and then went back to it. Maybe sometimes even like a year later, mm. just either change the format of it or the the, the tense. You know, you can do a and lot of that kind of stuff. Do you find that like? Um... I know we're going to get to it because you were saying before we started recording how you're kind of you've kind of fallen off writing a little bit and, and yeah. we are going to get deeper into that. But it's been a, but, few, it's been a crazy few years. Yeah. <laughs> well, God, I mean, who the fuck isn't like deeply traumatized from the last three yeah, years? Yeah. You know? yeah, but, it's, uh, it's been wild. Fuck. But like but pretending you're still writing more actively. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> did you I'm find hoping yourself... to get back into it? I really like, you know, I, I kind of miss having that. Yeah. But just writing, I like the publishing thing. I'm kind of like really burnt out on yeah so, yeah it, well, it would so be nice just to get back into just writing for like, just being able to just do it so this yeah. is actually this is sort of w w what i'm kind of trying to drive the thought to is like when you are in like a writer mode do you find yourself served by just sort of like um again just sort of sticking to the impulse and just writing within that or do you find um like holding yourself to a real strict routine maybe a daily you know whether it's a page count or a time or anything like that like do you i've never done the routine thing yeah but there were times like when i did most of my when i was most prolific is that i was kind of obsessed with it so i would think about the stories just walking down the street at, you know what i mean i was always kind of thinking about writing in a like in a way so mm -hmm. so like i had that kind of like laser focus on it Mm -hmm. um, which I guess is not really a routine. It's just, like you said, it's kind of an impulse mm -hmm. and an obsession. Yeah. And I would, so like that helped that like, kind of like that kind of drove me. Whereas like, you know, I get up and like, Oh, I got to write, I got to write today. Kind of thing was never an issue for me. It was, I always like enjoyed it and I would take a chunk of time to do it. Yeah. When I got, when I got lazier about it, sometimes I would think of something and then it'd be like, Fuck! Like one of the last short stories I wrote was so like a year ago. I was in, I was just in bed, and I was like thinking of this idea, 
And I was like, fuck, I better just start writing this down or it's not yeah. going to happen. You know, yeah. so I had to kind of like force myself a little bit, whereas okay. it was a little easier back in the day. I, w- I would actually like look forward to doing the writing, whereas like it's kind of like pulling teeth at times these days. Yeah. Well, so I always feel like, now, do I even have anything like worthwhile to say anymore? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, so that's that's <laughs> obviously honestly, that's probably one of the biggest speed bumps I hit. Right. Is right. like, you know, I've got these stories and I've got these, you know, the, these ideas in me, but it's also like there's this part of me that's like but who gives a shit like who gives a shit about what i've got to say right yeah, now exactly you know, like, i can't yeah. I, I, I always have like a theme and, and most, i guess it's most a lot of writers have that it's just like a constant theme in your in your in your writing and your creative output and you feel like you're just kind of repeating yourself sometimes sure you become like a cover artist of your own of self you know I mean? <laughs> yeah absolutely like there's only so many ways you can like express like depression and sure and like this you know this life in general like or whatever your themes are well, I, so this is, I, you know, it's funny. I almost, there's this part of me that, like, I, I agree deeply on one level. And then there's this other part of me that sort of wants to push back in a way on it. Because, like, so where I where I sort of derive this idea of, like, the, the like artist impulse in a way is, um, like, uh, it, David Lynch talks about it all the time. Where he's always talking about living an art life isn't about your a writer so you only write or you're a painter so you only paint right. or whatever it's that you're an artist and so when you encounter things in the world they uh sort of seed impulses within you and then it's your job as the artist to follow that impulse to whatever ends it might be and right. and so it's like you might have the impulse one day to write a poem and then another day to paint and then another day to a song but it's your job to find out what that impulse needs exactly yeah chase Uh, where the uh, inspiration hits yeah yeah Uh, and and it's so funny that you talk about like how he or not how how you are are feeling sort of stymied by the repeating motifs but then you look at someone like lynch who's like you could probably argue he's made one movie right times from a certain perspective and yet they're all unique and they're all you know different takes on the same concepts you know so yeah yeah i i go back i go on both sides of that right yeah and like you know you know you you shouldn't try to like make something that like you think more people would like to you should kind of stay true to whatever impulse or vision you have so like for you so basically the only person standing in my or in like the artist way is themselves yeah i'm like I don't know. I've, I've been putting a lot of blockages on myself, so like, um, it's not really that much of a concern. Like, it's not like entirely crippling my creativity. I'm, there's just a lot of other things maybe that are too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. No. Yeah. We're, we're we're vibing, Brian. We're just right, vibing. Cool. <laughs> i don't want to disappoint you james no you're doing so good man i i like i know we've never met and i know that is this, this is a predominantly parasocial relationship of me uh-huh. just like reading your work and being like jesus christ brian it's so fucking cool but i i just you know i i want you to know i just like i have nothing but goo goo eyes for you so oh, i appreciate that thank you so much <laughs> um but leading into that so talking about like you know as you've mentioned you're you're you, you haven't really done a lot of writing recently and mm-hmm. and your your publication house of lad you recently tweeted you were actually closing it down and yeah. um, I'm curious sort of what, uh, where you want to, you know, how much you want to share about that. Um, but like, what is the impulse to close it's, it, it down? It's always been like in the back of my head. I, I've, I've complained about this to other publishers, friends of mine. And they're <laughs> sure. like, oh, are you really going to do it this time? You know, like, like, and I'm just like, I don't know. It, it basically, it just like gradually, I just got kind of burnt out. It was like right when... Uh, the last four books I did came out out in the same year. It was like 2020. The last book I did was this body high, the John Lindsay's book. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it came out right around the time that I had to like put my mom in like hospice kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And it was just, I was dealing with a lot. The book was doing really well and I had to keep up with that demand. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it was just killing me. It's like, I was like, fuck, this is like the worst timing for this. Like, it's <laughs> like everything I wanted. I wanted to have like a really successful book. And it yeah. was finally happening. And then, like, at the same time, like, I couldn't, it was really hard to devote myself to it when I had all this other stuff going on. And um, I don't know. And I just kind of like, just gradually, like, I just like, all right, I'm going to take a break. And the break kind of got longer. And like, I guess I couldn't get, people would send me manuscripts and I just couldn't get through them. Like, I, I was yeah. just becoming very like, and it was, it, it turned into like a big bother for me. 
And I was like yeah. trying to figure out why that was. And it's, I just feel it's unfair to keep going with something when you're not completely into it. Like, I just can't, like, I don't want to fake it, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's hard to fake it because you have to put a lot of work into it. Like editing. I do. I, and I'm just a one person operation. Exactly. So I, to, I do most of the editing, most of the design work, uh, and like most of the promotion, you know, right. not too many authors will sit on Twitter all day and post about their books. Some will. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it just became kind of a, and I, 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 I mean, uh, me and Chris Hall, who does really serious literature is he's also closing his press. We're doing gotcha. a thing in uh, Seattle for AWP. We're having like a, like a wake for our presses. Like a, it's like a reading, but we're doing, it's going to be like funeral themed. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. We got a bunch of cool people. Kevin Maloney is reading, uh, Shai Watson, a bunch of people. It's like probably too many people are reading. Like we really like went all out. We, we booked a lot of writers, but we, we're, we, we usually assuming like people are going to drop out because people usually mm. drop out last minute on readings. Sure. Sure. Um, but as I was saying, yeah. So me and Chris were kind of like, let's just, yeah, we both kind of feeling the same way he's dealing with, he was dealing with a lot of shit recently too. And, uh, it's just hard it's hard to keep up. I've been doing my press longer than he has, but like, at the same time, like, it's only gotten harder, like, mm -hmm. over the years. It hasn't gotten easier. Yeah. I mean, you don't – every every new book was, like, a challenge. There was, like, a new challenge. You know, there's the pandemic. Like, yeah, just yeah. Like anything. It's just, like, it's, it's just a lot of things to deal with. Did you find that um, – now, were you predominantly – would you be doing, like, publishing runs, or would you be doing, like, pure sort of print-on-demand? Only print-on-demand. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, I – I, would usually wouldn't keep a big inventory of books. Yeah, I did most of my sales through uh, Amazon. Um, I was doing a thing. Amazon got caught caught wind of this after about a couple of years, where like I would sell the books through Big Cartel, but then like order them from Amazon and ship them to the person from Amazon. Right. And okay. I, it would kind of made me. It, it kind of made a little bit more money that way. It was like, yeah, I, I didn't mean it to be a scam, but I was just kind of. I just didn't want to get a real website and like. Yeah. I, and I don't like going to the post office, so I wasn't keep I wasn't sending the books out myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Amazon like sent me a message like you can't do this. We're gonna like shut your account down if you keep doing this. Fuck. So I just stopped doing that. So everything's through Amazon or Bookshop. Right. Uh. So yeah, I. Yeah. Dude, if I had to send out all of the fucking copies of Body High, I would like I'd be still sending out copies. <laughs> <laughs> just from the initial pre order, it was like crazy. So uh, that's probably what got it. That what took the notice from them because i was sell i was like pushing so many books right really well and they were like this one guy more than really likes book this book right so i think that's what caught wind so yeah yeah so john Lindsay almost got me kicked off of amazon <laughs> <laughs> so speaking on the sort of the idea of the challenges i'm really curious as someone who like like imagining somebody is like wanting to start up their own press and like uh -huh. and and um you know hoping to get like some 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 pointers from someone with your experience mm. um um this is not like this is not me like uh uh too shy to say it's me i'm just this is just a hypothetical yeah. i i i could not do what you did i don't have the fucking guts for that <laughs> but what do you what, what do you have the guts for like to like to do a whole publication imprint myself like i just oh. like that feels like so big to me you know but like but, it's only as big as you want to do it you know, right. what I, mean? it, I, I had like lofty ambitions, not, not, not crazy ambitions, but like I put a lot of effort into it. Like, sure. whereas like you can, anyone can just publish their book, you know, or like, a right. book. it's just like, I don't know. Depends what you want to do with it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think people should do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> maybe, but like, I, I kind of let, let it overwhelm me. There's, there's different ways to do it. Um, it's really no different than like people when people used to publish zines back in the day in a way. Gotcha. Print on demand is very like easy. It's almost easier than printing a zine these days. Hmm. You don't have to go to the fucking Kinkos and fucking Staple and <laughs> Xerox and shit and yeah, go to yeah. the post office. You can just like upload a file and then like, you know, design a cover. Yeah. It's out there. You just have to promote it. That's the thing. Right. And, and how uh, are you finding, like, how are you finding this sort of promotion world? Because, you know, I find that, like, when you're on, you know, I'll be doing, I'll, I'll t I'm, I'm, I'm always, like, riddled with, um, I take Skillshare classes, or I take, like, or I watch, like, YouTube tutorials, or I'm, like, mm -hmm. I'm constantly 
preparing for something that I'm probably never going to do, but I love to like learn about yeah, how to yeah, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and they're always I had, to go- like- I had a YouTube tutorial, how to use GIMP, which is the program I use to design my covers. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I, I didn't know how I to love use it. I didn't know how to use this program, so I had to fucking watch YouTube tutorials. Yeah, so, and yeah so everything like, I do is like DIY. Like, and they're like talking about like um, you know, they're talking about social media promotion, and they're talking about like you know, make mm-hmm. make shareable content, and that's gonna get you, you know, and like I tried to watch that kind of stuff, like yeah. how to get more likes or more like uh, how to get your algorithm going. Yeah, Man, it's lost on me. Like I, I right, okay, because I'm like I'm like how. I, did you ever crack it? Because I sure as fuck can't. So, no, it's like, a, I don't it's know. Impossible. Like I, my, <laughs> I thought my Twitter was doing pretty good. I was getting a lot of followers, and now I'm like losing followers. Like, and like no one's seeing <laughs> any of my posts anymore. It's like, yeah, the fuck. Why? I took years trying to build this into something, and it's just like, it's like, it's a shot in the dark. It's worthless. Yeah. It's like pointless. You just have to put it out there and hope it gains traction. I guess. So this is one of the things that I'm sort of like I've been I've been thinking a lot about actually recently because of like you know everything that happened over the last couple of months with twitter and you know musk taking it over and everybody basically leaving because it sucks now um yeah and like it, it really made me realize that like um creatives are reliant on these platforms in a way that i don't think we even realize until they start getting taken away and and right you you really realize that like you you don't own that platform. They they mm-hmm. do, and you just have the you know you're just lucky enough to 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 use it on their blessing until they decide not to. And and right. and I, and I guess I'm wondering, do you do you see uh, a new route for like art platforms, or are we kind of like stuck in this paradigm for now? I think we're all just trapped. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it will take a genius to find another alternative, and I'm not that person. Yeah, I'm just kind of using what was offered, what was there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I I don't want to do TikTok. That, that seems to be where the direction is going for like a lot of creativity. Yeah, but it just, I just don't want to get into involved in another thing. It's you know it's I mean? tough. I want to do I, less I, social media. I want I want to be online less. Well, I think and that's so part that's of the problem. I think that's what I'm I'm curious about is this idea of like it feels like there's this growing movement to like it's this almost like disconnect in order to try and reconnect some other way, but nobody knows how to do it anymore right. because we've all been so inundated with instant communication through, through digital that it's almost like we've kind of forgotten how to like socialize in like yeah, real world, you know? Yeah. I don't know what, uh, there was a time where like the internet was like a really good tool for like creative people. Like as far as like, that's basically how like a lot of like the indie publishing kind of got a, nice little foothold totally not i wouldn't even i mean you know that's how i met a lot of people like Mm -hmm. just through that and like i don't know now i don't see very much of that anymore it's still there but it's just like everyone feels like kind of no one's excited about it everyone's Mm -hmm. kind of jaded about it i think i don't know i I don't really don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) no no it's just the the vibe i get and it's maybe the vibe i'm yeah No, and I think, no, I really think that you're tapping into something, and that is something I've been thinking. You know, you were talking earlier about this idea of, like, when you're writing, you're, like, it's not it's not that you you don't even need a routine because you're obsessed with it, and you're into it, and you want mm-hmm. to, and there's, like, a joy in that expression, and there's, a there's you know, right. almost like there's, like, a health in it, right? You know, you feel mm-hmm. healthy because you want to be doing it, and, and now, you know, I know for me, like... I've told myself I write poetry for so long that when I don't write it, I somehow feel like I'm not being myself, even though right. I don't want to do it right now. And, and, and I don't know where that like almost like malaise is coming from. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was like on a, like a real, I, I didn't really give myself much of a break. I was just kind of pumping out books for like a period of time, about 10 years. And like, yeah. I felt like I can't stop. Like if I, I mean, I'll lose all my momentum. Which is basically mm-hmm. what happened just a few years. So pretty much right, my yeah. nightmare happened. <laughs> you know, like, but I'm more like at peace with it at this point. It just, mm. I don't know. It, it, I, there's, there's a joy that I don't feel anymore involved. Like, like, like ten years ago, like me and Bud would talk every day. Me and Bud Smith, and we mm-hmm. would be like, we would, and we would just, we'd have. There was, was someone who would publish our conversations. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. fun. It was like it was kind of like we could do whatever the fuck we want. You know, it was more fun. It was more like freewheeling and like, 
and now I feel like I, I feel a disconnect for, yeah. for a lot of like the people I used to like talk to, and a lot of it's my fault because I've kind of like I've also distanced myself from a lot of people. Sure, I have no real reason. I just I don't know. I become kind of a like, shut in curmudgeon or something. <laughs> Man, I I feel that hard. I you know since moving back to BC, like I moved back to Vancouver just over a year ago, and and I feel like I I like I showed up thinking I was gonna like reconnect with so many people and thinking I was gonna like rebuild all the friendships that I'd left I'd left when I moved away a, a decade prior, and instead I feel like I just like all I did was lose all the friends I had built in, in the mm-hmm. interim, yeah. you know, and Absolutely. now I'm just like alone all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> For real, yeah, I. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I used to be online a lot more. Like, you know, I would just yeah. talk to people all day, like different writers and different creative people. We would just like talk and like workshop or stuff, send each yeah. other stuff. And I don't really do that anymore. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'm still friends with these people, but I don't know. My 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 my. I don't know. I've lost kind of a spark with wanting to do that. Do you think that it links itself to like? Because there's there's definitely a a noticeable uptick in like hostility on all these platforms and there's a noticeable you know i don't want to like use like a hot butter the the toxicity or you know but it's like it's like there's a noticeable hostility that underpins so much social media these days yeah everyone's scared now yeah like like my fucking my friend elizabeth ellen just got it recently where like people just like fucking came at her and like we're really fucking mean yeah like and like, uh, I've, uh, and it's not just her. A lot of like publishers. There, there was uh, publishers I know that were getting like threatened to be raped and killed by like yeah. writers over some stupid bullshit. Like they yeah. didn't like like their poem or something. Or, you know, you just get like really nasty shit like that. And like, I don't know. And that's been always that's been going on for a while. But like, yeah, yeah I, I feel like that that cloud is just getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you can't really do anything right now without kind of pissing someone off there's this fear because we're so overly connected that now we have to hear everyone's take you know oh, yeah. and it's like there's this part of me that's sort of like i don't re- like i don't know i'm sort of tired of hearing everyone's opinion and i i you know i and i oscillate between that because there's this half of me that wants to be like everyone's valid and everybody is a human being and everybody mm-hmm. has an experience and an, and an objective reality and and yet at the same time too it's like that doesn't mean i have to give a shit about everyone's opinion though and right. and and so it's like it's this funny push and pull of like wanting connection and wanting to get out and wanting you to don't want to get too you don't want too much connection you know? exactly <laughs> yeah but there's a little balance there right yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the middle path shit you know uh-huh i know yeah it's i mean there's a lot of and sometimes you're you're forced to take sides sometimes and it just like it's, it's exhausting, and it takes away from this like the creativity and the actual like um, conversation that should be happening. It's more of like mm. I don't know, people are just kind of like reacting really like intensely, sure. which I get. It's fine. I mean, people, you know, they can react however they react, but like I don't know, it just uh, I don't know. I don't really have the answers. Yeah. It just seems it just seems really wonky. Yeah. Well, there's something, you know, we were, I think we were talking a little tiny bit before we started recording about like, there is a deep seated, like underlying trauma, I think from the last couple of years that a lot of people aren't uh, addressing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that manifests in oh, yeah. hostility and in anger. Yeah. Everyone's right? gotten crazier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's strange to think that through the pandemic and through the lockdowns and now with everybody supposedly like back to normal, it's it, it hasn't reverted back it's only gotten worse because we haven't dealt with yeah, the trauma exactly. this three years yeah. and so it's just festering right yeah and that and that on top of like everyone else's own personal issues they're not dealing with you know what i mean it's just like it's just another thing that people have to fucking face with you know so how do you think they do it like how would you like i mean you know realizing that this is just two two fucking schmoes who write talking about mental health but like yeah. what do you th- what do you think you know pre- pretending you do have some kind of answer what do you think could not necessarily big picture stuff but like what is something that someone could do to try and like process some of this do you think i don't know i just fucking uh drink and do drugs and <laughs> <laughs> You know, these are not bad options. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 there's a lot of shit I haven't faced or dealt with that I'm still like, dealing sure. with. Like, I'm not, you know, it's just like, I can't really like 
like I don't go to therapy. Like, you know, I mean, I probably should. Sure. Um, but health insurance is really shitty here. It's really hard to like. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah. And it's just like people sometimes would just rather like self medicate or just like they're uh, sweeping under the rug. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine Americans are more hostile than people in Canada. I would seem. I don't, is that true, <laughs> or is that? Is there I don't know. In Canada? You know, it's really interesting actually. I've been thinking about that question a lot in in a, a different one form or another. Um, so I I went down to Seattle to see the AEW show at the very start of the month. AEW. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. How was it, it? It was fucking amazing. It was awesome. so fun. Oh, yeah. It was I haven't so seen fun. an AEW show yet live, dude. It was. And it's right in Jacksonville. So, um, and and so you know we're down there, and and I was really struck by. It's it it feels to me that Americans are actually friendlier than Canadians. Uh-huh. It's that they're the reason Canadians see them as more hostile is that they're more direct. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not that Canadians are polite; it's that they're passive aggressive, okay. whereas Americans are a lot more upfront, and mm-hmm. that sometimes puts people on their back heel because they're like, "Oh shit, you're just saying what you're thinking. You're not right, like right, right. pretending to be happy while you're it, like." I mean, there's also pockets of that in the United States. Like, it, it's like oh, so, sure. there's some from Nebraska, or like they might be like friendlier, like a little like you know, or there's like someone more down south would it be like sure. Southern charm, whereas they go yeah. to New York and people are like shoving them in the street kind of thing <laughs> sure, just because everyone's sure. like moving moving so yeah. they, they view the personalities too so there's kind of like a a disconnect in certain pockets of the united states definitely but uh but in general yeah i don't know it's hard to like uh put everyone in a certain bubble of course but i was just curious i've never been to canada yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's great. I'm grateful to be Canadian. I'm grateful to live where I do. It's 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 just that it's always really interesting to to. It's almost like you you hear what it's supposed to be, and you hear what like you you know you imagine it's going to be. I think we talked about this a tiny bit, like uh, on our did, last yeah. interview about like you know, y- y- as a Canadian, you have these like almost like you could almost call them like the rumors of Florida, you know what I mean? Or like, or that kind of thing. Right. You know, (laughs) and then you go there and you're like, Oh no, these are just people like, okay, sure. Yeah. There's more guns, but like at the end of the day, that's in a lot of countries. Like uh, a lot of people who go to other countries are like, Oh, it's not anything like it's portrayed. Exactly. From what I, the media will tell you or, you know, well, and we're, we're such a generation sort of ruined on, like movies and tv and we're so built on mm-hmm. like digital narratives and like and mm-hmm. these like fictions that we're like right, shocked right, right. when is gussied up yeah right and then we're or shocked like, when like it's just real life what it actually is exactly yeah yeah so it's like yeah i don't know i was really struck i i really like seattle i think that that city fucking i've never been this is gonna be my first time oh you're gonna love it man it's so much fun and it's just like it felt like at least coming from Vancouver, it felt like it felt like Vancouver, but with stuff to do. You, you okay. know, because like, <laughs> yeah. like here, like everything other than a couple nightclubs is closed at like if you're lucky, like 10 p.m. You know what I mean? Really? It's just like, they don't have anything oh, to until two. It's so fucking sleepy here, and it's like there's there's some bars, there's some clubs, sure, but like you know Friday Saturday, you know, but yeah. like other than that, there's just like you know maybe there's some movies you know maybe mm-hmm. you go see a movie at 10 kind of thing but it's just like there's just no like there's none of that night culture that is i feel like so vital to um a real vibrant art culture right you know like yeah most artists aren't really that creative at noon <laughs> you know yeah so yeah. they like they kind of need to socialize at 2 a.m and they kind of need to get weird and you kind of right, have to build right. those like bizarre connective uh, impulses that only kind of come out at 3 a.m you know mm-hmm. and and there's not really a a, a space to do that here, oh, that's interesting know? i didn't know that <clears throat> um, i thought people like to party all over the world <laughs> you know I, I think the rumor is i, I think from, from what i gathered the rumor is that canadians like to party elsewhere you know because okay. we can't party here you know so we'll go to australia and just like ruin the scene it's like it's like know? it's like uh it's like rum spring hours <laughs> yeah right, exactly yeah yeah 
They get we can't get hooked on on crack here. We got to go to <laughs> we got to get exactly. We we're gonna, gonna, get we're gonna get Mali and uh, yeah. <clears throat> another country. Canada. I mean, it's too cold to do it here. You know, half the year yeah, yeah. you can't you can't you can't go outside. Yeah, you don't want to leave your place. Yeah, you're on mushrooms and you're like, I want to go outside so bad, but I'll die. Yeah, know? yeah. I'm just gonna tri- I'm just gonna stare at the walls and trip. Yeah, that's fine. boring as fuck. You know. Yeah. Um. Um. Sorry to take us off track. No, I love it. I love it. No, please, please. Um. I wanted to actually loop back to one of one of your uh, creative projects that you just wrapped up, um, um, because again, I know we touched on it in the last interview, but I, we did. I it was to... just starting, I think. I think yeah, exactly. And so I wanted to get a little bit more in depth into it. So, so you did this project called Hobbies You Enjoy, um, which was like a daily. You posted a, a little, essentially like a micro chapter, I guess you could right, even call yeah. it. Yeah every day for a whole year and you mm-hmm. just wrapped it up at the turn of the month thank god and it was so annoying I, okay so so plan. i wanted to hear because you know as an outsider uh i and i think i did say this to you but i'll say it again like i was just so yet again i was just like that motherfucker you know because <laughs> you, you know because it was just like it was such you know, I, I, within the wheelhouse of what i I'm did i'm telling you, you know? it's not worth the do it's so annoying <laughs> steve Anwell, who is uh i think he lives in canada He's the writer. I don't know. He did a book with Tyrant Books. Gotcha. Okay. He does a thing. He started doing uh, a daily thing, and he's still doing it. He's he's kept it up. Gotcha. He's he's more brave than I am. Yeah. So I don't know how he does it, but uh, and is he writing it like as he goes, or has he written? I think he is. Wow. As far as I know, I haven't talked to him about it. Gotcha. But uh, mine mine was already done. Mine was a whole book. It was supposed to be a whole book. Right. Okay. So then, you had written it, and then you broke it down. Is that yeah? The idea? I was like, gotcha. yeah. I was like, I that was what it was supposed to come out on uh, Gian's press that he was going to do before, That's right. uh, before he ended up passing. Right. Um, and we were supposed to work on it and edit it and all that kind of stuff. And then he passed. And then like I was like, I could just, I could self publish this, or I could do something I've never done before. Yeah. And that's that's always a thing with me. Like, and it usually. I usually regret doing it. <laughs> I was like, I should just stick to what I do. Sure. But I always want to do something different. I was like, I'm just going to post it every day for a whole year. Yeah. I'm hoping that would like entice people to like something kind of like unique or something, mm-hmm. but it really didn't catch on. Like I thought it would. That's, well, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, the, I mean, the people who liked it, liked it, but like, it wasn't like a thing that like, there was no one like interviewed me about it really. Right. Right. And I guess or, that's the, that's really the way to drive it to the next level, isn't yeah. it? Is to like, but Smith wrote about it in the Paris review right before it came out. And I really? thought, Oh, that's going to be awesome. People are going to be into it, but I, yeah. know, I guess it didn't really take off. Fucking Paris review. I know. <laughs> I know. Useless. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> so, so behind that though, behind the book, um, I guess I, 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 I um, what are the sort of like, if you want to deconstruct it a little bit, what was the sort of origin of the concept of the book? And and uh, how did you go about kind of like mapping it out? Was it another sort of like impulse right? Or did you break it down? Or or how did you do that? It was more like putting the pieces together. A lot of those had come from like tweets or like shit I wrote down in like notebooks and uh, notepad in your phone or what. You know, it was like, sure. it, I, it was basically just a constructed. It wasn't something I sat down and wrote straight through it was just kind of something i just kind of built wow. and uh I, I i think uh that book letter there's a book called letters to wendy or, or letters wait letters from when wait what was it called let me look it up real quick letter i think it's letters to wendy's which is letters like to wendy's? Every, like it's like a journal of someone who goes to wendy's every day and like writes a letter wow about wendy's or any yeah i mean let me look it up but that's, it's, that's it's a pretty amazing. interesting book. It came out yeah. a long time ago. It came out like the early 2000s. Gotcha. Okay. Um, hold on. Letters to Wendy's. Let me fucking look it up. Yeah, yeah. My brain is fucking fried. It's another reason I'm fucking washed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Letters to Wendy's by an author named Joe uh, Wenderoff. Joe Wenderoff. It's, uh, Letters to Wendy's is an outrageous, tragic, genre-bending novel written over the course of a year on comment cards from the fast food chain, uh, restaurant chain Wendy's. I so that's love basically, it. So it's an experimental novel, pretty much. Yeah. And that's kind of like the vibe I was going for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, 
it's really hard like it's really hard for me to do like a whole, I, I didn't want to do like a traditional novel or something like that like sure like the one other novel i had i drew was something to do with self-hate and i only did that because a friend was starting up a press and they wanted to publish a novel from me so i kind of just put it together i i i basically took parts of different short stories and tried to ma- make it all tie it together sure added a few new things but that was also kind of a construct. I guess I just construct things more than I just sit down and write them. Yeah. Like I, I kind of build upon things. I, don't... I mean, I love that structure, and I think that that's what gives it its flavor, right? And and it, it's actually, again, it comes back to, like, something that really inspires What's me. What's the because... flavor? It's, like, black licorice? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> but there's, like, a um, – there's, like, a, a, there's this really – there's like this tension between it being like really disjointed and yet all really connected, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and it all, it all flows, but it's got this sort of manic energy behind it. Right. You know? yeah, and yeah, and yeah. that makes it really fun because it's like, you sort of know what you're going to get, but every time it's still a bit of a surprise, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and it makes it really exciting to sort of see what's going to, you know, what it's where, you know, what, what, what you're going to be doing today kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was a fun thing. I don't know. Yeah. That's well, and I found it really, like, I, I find even you just describing it now, this idea of, like, the, the, the construction of it is, like, actually is really inspirational because it's, you know, for me personally as a writer, I really struggled to do that. Like you say, I, I really struggled to be like, here's the idea. Now I'm going to write A to B to C to D and rising mm-hmm. action and climax and, you know, um, that uh, you – you probably couldn't put a gun to my head and have me finish it, you know? Right. But, but the idea of sort of just writing through impulse and then compiling it at the end and figuring out what you have and then yeah, filling yeah. in the blanks. Yeah, you know? I, I, I took care into like, like putting it in a certain order kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, and I, I, and I've done, I, I, I experimented with that in like other short stories where I would just take a little bits and pieces of little things and kind of connect them. I would call them my run-on stories. There's a few of those <laughs> in like Billy Pine and Sadness Face. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's just like one sentence, but like with different fragments, kind of inter, inter, interwoven. Right. I don't know. I just, I just needed a little gimmick or something. I thought it was something like it was just like an experiment. I, I got it. sick of writing like fleshed-out things with characters and you know endings and beginnings. And, yeah. Well, you even you even mentioning the idea of like with the with dialogue. Well, hey, you were talking about the story was really dialogue based, and yeah. and and I always find myself really like I really like writing dialogue, but I hate that when you write it, it all has to serve the story, which like uh, which I find really frustrating because like so often right, so it kind of it, it takes that kind of like a manic energy that most people have when they talk to each other. Exactly, exactly. You know I mean? Like because when you listen to most people talk, they don't. They kind of talk around stuff. They don't. They right. don't talk the way dialogue is at least traditionally mm-hmm. sort of used to function, right? Like yeah, dialogue about to serving serve the story. story. Exactly. Like, Whereas, yeah. like when I write it, I want to just be like, yeah, they just these two guys just are shooting the shit, yeah. and eventually they'll get to the point, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I well, guess that's not that. A lot of my earlier way. short stories were actually written first as plays. Oh. I wanted to like write plays for like a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I had, I had a few of these plays, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know where to produce these, so I just <laughs> turned them into short stories. So a lot of my earlier stories are like very dialogue heavy. Yeah. Do you did you ever find like that's so funny that you mentioned about the plays because that's that's like so I come up through the theater world and I and I and that's that that was where I started. That's and... cool because I had no really. I wish I had gotten into more of that stuff. I wish I had done more acting and stuff or like. Anything to do with theater, which I'd done that in like school. In my yeah, yeah. Career. I mean, I, I was, you know, direction newspaper. I was going to be a journalist. Holy Boring. fuck, that's amazing! I love that. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. That's so fucking cool. It's 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 funny within the like within the 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 theater world. As what you what you say resonates so hard because it's like, um, I would often write like little you know one acts or or short plays or or these kinds of things, and then I would always hit that road bump that you just mentioned, which is like. Now what the fuck do I deal with it? Mm-hmm. Because I now... have to, and I have to collaborate with people. And yeah, cool. and now like, I have to like get actors cool, but... and a space and at a fucking set and all mm-hmm. this bullshit. And it's like, no, I just, I just want to be done. Like you, you go do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fuck. <laughs> like, um, no, I feel that. Do you ever think about like readapting them into something like maybe like an audio play or something maybe. like that? 
I don't an audio play. Interesting. Because I've that. always found those to be much lower barrier because, you know, you just get a couple people with they, microphones. Which, funny about this is, uh, I think, I forget what year it was. It was like 2010 or something. I had uh, submitted a story. It was a story, Jerry's TV. I don't know if you've ever read it. It's in one of my books. No. It's in a few of my books. I don't books think there. so. Uh, I sent it to an anthology. It got published there. It was like a flash fiction anthology. Okay. And the editor of the anthology submitted my uh story to like this theater group in denver colorado and they like chose to like like make it into like a, a monologue beautiful but i never got to see it oh shit! <laughs> I, I didn't want to go fly to denver just to see it and they wouldn't send yeah. me a video of it what Either. yeah it was like weird you had to go and get a video in person <laughs> it was just a whole thing so i ne- never saw yeah, how it came out this is yeah I, it's just like too early for like everything being on the internet you know what i mean gotcha. it was like right in the beginning where like YouTube started really picking up. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was the closest I've ever come to the theater thing. Uh, I have me and my friends get together usually every year and we, we enter this like sweeted film festival that we do in town. Okay. We like remake a movie, like a cool. short version of a movie. Like we did Shawshank Redemption and we did stand, stand by me. Awesome. And uh, I'd be cool to like work with them, but like maybe on an original story, like maybe yeah. I'm, I'm I'm I, I always like talking. I'm like, I should write something. We should like, you know, maybe make it into an actual like film, a short film or something with like, with like a thing from the ground. Not like it's a remake. Yep. So yep. maybe Actually I'll have uh, inspiration or time to do that. Here's hoping. Yeah. Well, okay. So 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 that's kind of. I think that's the last sort of section that I'm 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 looking at is is with all with all you know with with hobbies now done. Also with your 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 interview series with currents. Now oh God, that's another thing. I fucking right. I couldn't wait to get done. But you're now sort of like you've kind of like cleared your slate, right? Like you're yeah. sort of like you're free and clear. All that stuff is behind you, and I'm wondering. Because I know you're also you've been posting about like uh, you have been performing with a band again. You've gotten yeah. back into that. Yeah, you've been doing, for wrestling. I became right. A, you've been working uh, as a yeah. as like a manager type on yeah, a little promotion, like a commentary guy, like a mean Gino Philin kind of style. Yeah, yeah. And so is that something that you're hoping to kind of pursue, or is that just sort of? I don't know. Like, I just did work one. My my buddy has like a wrestling promotion. He does it out of uh, Gainesville, Florida, called Fast Wrestling, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, he, he it was just something we tried out, but uh, I don't know. He's taking a break from that right now, so I don't know. Gotcha. So yeah, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I also think I can't help but think like you know, I, I I don't know when the interview this interview is gonna get released, but when we're recording it, it's the end of January, and I gotta say, man, January is the biggest motherfucker of a month every year. Like it's always just the butt sucker of the month yeah. of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so. I, I can't help but hope that, like, once we get at least through this month, hopefully some things are going to kind of – some cobwebs are going to shake out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I – yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know I mean? like, something will spark and I'll get, like, yeah. inspired to do something. Uh, well, and you know, It doesn't you even know... have to be, like, writing based. It could be something else. Maybe I'll start playing music again. I haven't written a song in, like, 10 years. So this is what I was really curious about that actually because I was seeing you you perform with now is that your old band or is yeah. that just some buds? Yeah, that band was together. Well, well the ex Boogeyman was together from two thousand nine until two thousand fourteen. Gotcha. And then we got back together in two thousand nineteen for a couple of shows. And gotcha. We played, played last year too. Yeah. And then yeah. the other band I got put back together was from like two thousand two to like two thousand. Oh shit. Okay, so this is this is way back. Yeah, so these are all old songs. I'm just it's like it's like yeah, we're doing like the fucking um, what do you call it? Doing like the festival circuit, <laughs> the reunion tour. Got Playing with Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the the back room of the casino kind of tours, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it would be something I want to do again. Mm. Maybe write some new songs. Hell I yeah! Know. I got burned out on that. That's why I put so much into the book press because i yeah. was so sick of being in bands i was so sick of dealing with band members <laughs> and now i'm just sick of dealing with writers and like <laughs> yeah yep. now you got to find a new a new art group to you know you got to find a new art group to get sick of I next know. Right? But what? <laughs> maybe theater people maybe that's maybe. your next option right maybe you know? yeah that'd be cool I about is there much of a theater scene too. in florida huh is I'm there sorry? much of a 
is there much of a thor- um is there much of a theater scene in uh, a little bit i know a few theater people they do like there's a repertory theory theater in town there's the hippodrome which is gotcha it, that's not really like cutting edge stuff it, it, tennessee williams used to publish do plays there in like the Ooh. like the 80s or like late yeah, 70s yeah. so but other than that they do like really stupid production nothing like there's nothing exciting there's nothing like sure. yes yeah, i don't know so really there's not really much of a scene unless that i don't know Fair enough. Nothing I feel cool. like that might be theater. It's just something thing that old people go to. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like, yeah. It's a big, you know, we always called it the white hairs, right? Like it's, it's a big white hair, you know, it's a white hair audience. Yeah, right? a bus just rolls up and all these old people come out and they go watch like a, a tuna. Buddy, straight up though. Like we used to, the, one of the last theaters I used to work at, uh, we used to have seniors nights where we legitimately would load them on a bus and bring them to the theater. Like that is an yeah, actual yeah. program that we did. Yeah. You know? <laughs> fun. We should, we should do that program by like taking them to like a punk show or something. Or like right. Exactly. Or <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, the like show. the senior bus, the like, yeah, Oh my great. God. They right? would love it. Shit though. Um, Oh my God. Did you see that? There's like a, I, I think I saw this on Instagram, maybe that there's like these like clubs that have like seniors nights so like no one's allowed who's like 65 or younger oh, shit. And, and yeah and they're but it's like straight up just like a club but it's all the like all the old folks who are like we still want to party we're just yeah, terrified yeah, yeah. of all the young people you know <laughs> <laughs> shit i want to party with the old people i know i was like fuck give me a wig i want to join you you know, I'll be safe. <laughs> you know right? give me a wig <laughs> we're gonna go in disguise right exactly you know yeah. i can complain it's easy you know but um um to 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 wrap it up i you know i i know i've been grilling you about all kinds of advice and 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 these kinds of things but i one of the things i always love to hear is because there's so many like there's so many like platitudes and like there's so much stock writing or like creativity advice and i think i i've got like a two-parter question for you one part of it is what do you think is the most overused piece of writing advice that you've heard people like continue to parrot and then the <laughs> other thing is and then and then i think the other side of it is is like what is one piece of advice you rarely hear but uh, think but think people should hear more fuck, i don't know i i think I, I tweeted something about like the the hemingway quote of like uh write drunk edit sober or something yeah. I, I was like yeah. so sick of hearing that like everyone would you know like, what's funny is he never even said it. Yeah, I know someone. Yeah, it was someone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks for him, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know what else, I don't know. Uh, fuck. I wrote a whole book about trashing writers and like all the mm-hmm. shitty advice, and I and I'm just drawing a blank now. Like, um, it's all in that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. I don't know, like. What's the thing I, I don't like? Uh, I don't know. People who like talk about word counts. Word counts mm-hmm. aren't important to me. Mm-hmm. Like I think people should strive to like write less words or mm. edit more words. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. shouldn't strive for more words. They should strive for less words. So people yeah. brag like, "Oh, I wrote so and so many words today." Like who gives a fuck? It's yeah. like, it, what does that have to do with like what you're writing? You yeah, know what I mean? it's I don't know. I, I think it's a stupid thing. I don't know. I love that. I get behind. I can get behind that instantly because word counts drive me fucking nuts. Yeah, who gives a fuck? It yeah. shouldn't be like why. Like, who cares? Like, oh, so you wrote? Uh, it's not like a. It's, it makes it sound like it's like a marathon or it's like a fucking yeah. like a race or something or like I don't know. Yeah. It just it's just weird. I don't know. I always I that always it. bothered me. Uh, good advice. Fuck, I don't know. Are there any good writing advice? I don't know. I've probably given all the good writing advice, honestly. <laughs> well, we can give up. Book. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What no, is I'm... the Bukowski? Don't try, right? You know. Oh yeah, don't try. <laughs> yeah. You have to try a little um, bit. You can't just not, unless you're a really lucky person. Yeah. You actually, yeah, you actually is... have to try a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, that's. Or if you yeah, don't want it to come out that's... shitty. And I don't right? think he even took that advice. Like he was, no. he was very diligent in his stuff. Like he, yeah, he like and prolific so like oh yeah he tried like a motherfucker I, he's fucking i think uh i think maybe it's Fuck more him. like 
but yeah, right. Maybe it's more like maybe it's more like try a bit, you know. Yeah, like, try, maybe that's, you know? <laughs> yeah, try a little bit. Try a little bit. Try a bit. You know, don't try too much, but you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah, crazy. What is the name of that book? I I actually I know I I, I have a copy of it. I can't I I can't. Which remember about the, the one I wrote? S- the writing laughter? advice one. Yeah. Yeah. Sad yeah, laughter. Yeah. That's what it is. Sad laughter. Okay, I'll, I'll link it's that. It's actually in one of my omnibuses. It's in three more books. But Beautiful. It was on CCM, but they shut down too. <laughs> Everyone's shutting so, down, baby. Right? Yeah. Fuck. It's all just going back to Daddy Bezos, isn't it? Uh, um, oh, it's so sad. I hate being so cynical about the whole thing. I hope yeah. people don't like. I don't want to discourage people from like making cool shit and doing cool shit. Yeah. You know? Like I want. But we really like, are. I do think that we're at a funny impasse right now with with creativity and with. Might art be. And, I think maybe like it has to cool down a little bit, and then mm-hmm. some real shit will start happening. Yeah. But who yeah. knows? We'll figure it out. Yeah, well, I listen, get... Brian. Do you do you have any do you do you have any last like uh, anything you want to plug? I'm gonna make sure to put some links to some of the books in in the show notes for people cool. to follow through and and um and um where can they where can people find you where can they where would you like them to follow you? Uh, Those uh, kinds of things. Houseofvladpress.com is the domain. I'll have it for one more year. Okay, then I'm gonna okay. shut it down probably. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, all the books are gonna go out of print in like a year. Gotcha. So okay. I, people should order the House of Vlad books now stock up stock up now or because they're probably going to be gone i mean who know i might start the press up again who knows you know i don't okay. i can't really say but this is like this is like our my first farewell tour there you go right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah this is when this is when kiss retired in the 90s yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i might come back i'll do a couple more of these i'm hoping i'm only doing this so it could uh, boost book sales hopefully that's one of my that's another little gimmick yeah, <laughs> I remember there was a there was a dollar store I used to live by that was going out of sale for like or like go like going out of business for like four years. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they always had like closing fifty oh, yeah. percent off everything. Yeah, and then they just reopened. They keep going. They stay. Yeah, open. yeah. I think it's still there. I'm pretty sure that store is still there. That's you know, so crazy. Yeah. It's gonna outlive us all. Right? Fuck though. Well, um, thank you so much, man. I yeah, really man, appreciate you. you. I think um, I appreciate you coming back. You should back come to fucking Seattle uh, for the AWP. You should hang out. I actually, I you know what? I wrote down those dates because I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to start. I'm going to look. I'm going to look into it and see if I can get down there. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to be there, even if it was just for the reading. I'd yeah, love to I don't. I'm not going to the conference this year. It's fucking nightmare. Yeah. I hate the conference. I yeah, usually go on the lot. on the on like the open to the public day. Yeah, and I just go to see friends. I usually sneak in. They usually charge like. Yeah. 20 bucks but i always right. like sneak in no one gives a fuck by that day everyone's done everyone right i can't imagine there's very like hard security at the, the no last, book festival. Uh, last year i walked right the fuck in and no one said anything <laughs> god uh, damn yeah right but there's, up, all, there's all kinds of like readings all over the city and like i usually i'll usually have one reading and then like the other times we just fuck off and go yeah yeah like strip clubs or like karaoke or whatever anyone wants Absolutely. to go to I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna try. I will. I'll keep you posted on on, yeah, on what I book in because, yeah. like, I literally. I'm like an hour's drive. Oh, right? like, fuck, you gotta go, man. Exactly. Right. It's so go. close. Right, we gotta so, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. But uh, but thank you one more time, thank and you. Uh, and uh, and we will. Yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up and cool. catch you. Again. I look forward to seeing what you do with the uh, podcast. Thanks, but, man. Yeah. Thank you. And that's it. Thanks again to Brian for coming on the show. I just, it was such a pleasure to catch up with him again. And I'm sure whatever he does next is going to rule because it always does. Be sure to give him a follow through the links in the show notes and try and buy some of his books. As he says, they're going to be in short supply soon. So get them now while you can. And while you are there clicking through those show notes, why not sign up for the friendless Substack? You're going to get access to free monthly roundups of books, movies, music, and podcast recommendations, along with writing prompts and my musings on how to be a better friend to yourself and others. All the links to that and so much more are in the show notes. But that's kind of it for me. I'm crushingly overwhelmed with the state of the world at the moment, and I don't really have much else to announce other than that my perpetual hamster wheel of good intentions that leads me into slipping into another anxiety freeze and then spending yet another evening staring at my phone is in full effect. 
It's uh, it's been a real fart of a couple of months, and I just gotta believe something is gonna turn around soon. And when it does, ooh, doggy, it's gonna be sweet. But uh, it's not here yet. Anyway, let's wrap this puppy up with a thank you for listening to the episode and a hope that you're going to join me again next week for yet another installment of my ongoing reading series of my new book, tentatively titled Out of Town. But let's not worry about that just yet, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you, and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties. <laughs>